Okay, you got that. All right. You piss ants, fucking piss ant barkers over there. Well, I mean, did you miss our wedding? It's not Elise Barker yet. You keep threatening. And one day you're going to have to come, re- come good on this threat. I'm not really sure why it's a threat, seeing as that's typically a negative thing, but I don't know. Do you not approve of Elise? Do you want to talk about it? No, I think it's a threat to Elise that you're going to propose because I don't think she'll be able to say no. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's literally very nice of you to say. <laughs> Content catch-up. Friends and enemies, welcome back. Welcome back to episode 16 of the Content Catch-Up. We know your week was shit without us last week, so we've pulled ourselves together and we're back for episode 16. Barker, it's a pleasure to see you after not seeing you for a week. Thank you, Wallace, for having me back. And it might have also been shit for us Victorian listeners because of lockdown, but the main bit of it, you're right, is probably the lack of the podcast and... You cracked it at me last week, but well, I apologize for that. But sometimes you got to put yourself first. I, I actually heard the reason that the government brought on the lockdown was because it was a protest to us not no doing our show. Catch up. Yeah, I think that was yeah. the the official word in the in the statement. It was somewhere hidden in there. That sucks. Yeah. So sorry, that everyone. Sucks for everyone. Really sorry. But you know what? Like, you've probably been seeing too many people in these last few months where we've had some spare time on our hands. So. It's about time you eased up on socializing and just really, you know, tighten the purse strings, sit at home, enjoy enjoy walking <laughs> with your dogs it, and cats. Just just have a it bit is of a time good op- to yourself. It is a good opportunity to appreciate the small things, but we let's be honest, we did that all we did that for far too long the first time. So who cares about the small things? Just <laughs> let's just hope this is the last time we have to do it. Yes, because God forbid, I don't want to keep watching um, AFL with fake crowd noise. I think it's, and you, you'd be able to talk about this, Bucks, but it's probably made a little bit worse by the fact that we're watching playoffs with a um, a packed MSG stadium. Yeah. Absolutely heaving. That's, so That's crazy to me. Like the we go from being basically ahead of, well, that it feels like we're basically ahead of every country in the world. And within a three-day span, it's like we're on the bottom and we're watching, as you said, NBA playoffs with full packed houses and we're just about to go into another lockdown. So it's wild, Julian. It is wild. It's wild. But, hey, we're not here to talk politics or slam the, the Scott Morrison government because that would be an episode in itself. Um, we're here because... And I wouldn't have anything to say. Sorry to cut you off. I would sit here in silence. So it would be a good episode then. <laughs> well, depending what the listeners think, but it's a mailbag episode, actually. First one ever. It's a mailbag, yes. And um, thank you, everyone, for your questions. So we we always sit here and we talk a lot of shit, let's face it, and we pretty much talk about what we want to talk about. But this is going to be an episode where we answer your questions, obviously. That's what a mailbag is. But we, we're we letting you write the, the run sheet, essentially. It's a nice way to put yeah. it. Yeah. It's a, it's a collaborative episode. So it is. Um, it's about time we put them first. Um, it's enough about us. So I mean, should we get stuck into it? We had a yeah, we've got a whole sort of mailbag run sheet, but um, let's kick off with Cripsy. Cripsy. shout out to meeting Cripsy for the first time last last week. Yeah, last yeah, week. Last week. What um, a pleasure. So, so we feel like we know this huge. Well, top. What would you say? Top top, top streamer content catch up. I don't well. know. Top Twitch streamer. Australia's yeah, okay. leading Twitch streamer. I was, going, I was going with a fan of our show, but yeah, true. That one too. That's pretty important. Um, We met him at the footy and it was great because we feel like we knew him and I was surprised you hadn't met him before, Jules, but no. shout out Cripsy. It was nice to meet him. Shout out Cripsy and the crew. They were all um really great to meet them all. He was there with a, a couple of his um Twitch mates. Um, they looked like they were having a good time at the footy and that's all you can ask. Before... Before it all got shut down. Anyway, anyway let's not let's drag not on talk about, about that. that. This, one's for, this one's for you, Jules. Yes. What is your current unread messages and emails number? All right, just opening up the phone now. Um, so unread messages at the moment has gone up to 335. Oh. Um, emails on my phone, it's only showing 49 unread. 
Jesus. So I don't think it's that's that bad. But hold on. Let me check on my actual computer. Do you on my Microsoft Outlook on my computer, I feel like we're going to need a drum roll here. Drum roll, please. Can anybody guess? My unread messages is 7,682. No. No, Jules. No. That, that blows my mind every time. Like that text, especially text messages, because it's not that I, I understand you don't have to open them. But it's more that they're people that are sending you messages that you've never had to send something back. No. That's what blows my mind so about it. So can I tell you why it's jumped so high this morning? Um, I went for a long walk. You sign up to a lot of spam. Uh, no. I went for a long walk this morning and, and I tried not to look in, at my phone um, while I was having a walk. Tried to, you know, be at one with nature and all that shit. And then <laughs> I came back and I immediately jumped on to do some work. So I, I haven't replied. and then came into this but one of them is a group message with two of my friends and they have contributed 35 messages this morning to that so it was sitting at 300 and then a couple more that are just promotional spammy kind of ones that i just haven't opened so um look if you message me i will reply eventually so does part of you not wonder what your mates are going on about with those 35 messages though? Nah, because they talk shit. They just... They were t- wonder if it's like, hey, Jules, just want to let you know we got... Uh, me and Dada got proposed. I proposed to Dada well, last night. The, and then it's like, oh, congrats. Wow, wow. They're both married, number one. So that's not going to happen. Oh, and Hypothetically. Num- number two, I, I read the messages as they pop up on my phone. Like I've got the preview thing on. And I determine whether I want to reply now or reply later. And there was nothing important. That's fair enough. Yeah. So I'll accept you for who you are. You guys can all get stuffed. It's not my fault you're a slave to your phones. <laughs> it's a good it's a good little message. All right, do you want to read out Cripsy's direct direction yes, to me? And this one's coming back at you, Michael. Um when on a date, does Barks only talk about NBA? Well No. No would be the answer to that, but it did. Um, well, we could ask Elise about that, but I think why don't we get Elise on? Is Elise here? She is, but she won't come. But um, hi, Elise. She um, I'd like to think that I've got a good enough grasp that people might not want to just talk about basketball. So I know it's all I talk about, Chrissy, but no. Um, it did raise a reminder of a recent reminder, actually. So I went to a wedding three weeks ago. So congratulations, good old Cam, and not. That's still not funny. Cam Goodison from my own old um work in architecture. Anyway, long story short, when I rocked up there, so backstory, me and Elise were there at the bar the night these two met. On being at the bar. Yeah. Thanks, Jules. <laughs> um so when you were there there at the bar the night they met. Anyway, so the ceremony starts and they start talking about the whole how they met, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and then unbeknown to me was I feel like I was the main story. I mean, main character of the story. And they were saying how on the night they met, Cam was with me at a bar and all I wanted to talk to him about was basketball. But he saw a girl over at the bar with a couple of friends. Like, oh, why don't we just go talk to them? And apparently, story told by him that I just didn't want to and I just wanted to talk about basketball. So that was a very, he sort of hit home with that <laughs> question, Cripsy, because it's, it's probably pretty relevant. I can see that happening as well with you. Not in a bad Thanks. way. I think you just get so passionate about basketball that you just forget about anything else that's going on. <laughs> As you know, when we wanted to talk about LeBron and I sent one massive message to you, like, all right, I'm going to leave this. <laughs> oh, my God. That Good was, times. I, that's probably still one of my unread messages somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> probably. You're probably just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? It's probably early in our friendship. On your, on your first date with Elise, though, did you talk about basketball? I feel like one of our first dates was playing basketball. Wee. So probably. A little bit of uh, horse? Mm, possibly. Who won? A bit of knockout? Who won? Um, good question. Uh, maybe I was, maybe, we'll say Elise, yeah. Yeah. She won, yeah. but then you won her heart. Anyway, on to some and more questions. she won me. That was the prize. If she, if she won, I'd date her. That was the prize. It's a shit prize. <laughs> what, what, what was the first prize? Is that the consolation? 
let's move on, shall yeah, we? Let's move on. Thanks, Cripsy, anyway, for your, your questions. Um, Tim, Tim Mullaly. So, Tim, shout out, Tim. Um, he is part of the Tradable Bits family. So, if you're ever looking, this is not a sponsored plug, by the way. Um, Tim does some great work with Although it can, it can be. be Tradable Bits. If you're listening, give us a give us a plug. Um, Tradable Bits is basically a competition platform. Um, fan engagement. They've they've saved our ass a number of times at Carlton. Um, and Tim is a is the man behind that. Him and Kelly work there um, tirelessly to make sure that fans can find new ways to be engaged in their club. So um, if you're ever looking online and you see like a, a best 22 competition or a tug of war or pretty much anything that's usually run through the tradable bits platform. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about Tim, but he's got a question and I think it's a, it's a really good one. And I'm going to have a bit of a crack at you on this one barks, but first question is how do you switch off from work when it's so constant? And I'm going to have a crack you at you to go first? first because I appreciate okay. it's hard, but yesterday you had a day off. And you were messaging me about yeah. content. So yeah. I think you should start with this one and then we'll, we'll switch back and forth. Well, I mean, let's be real. It's hard. I don't think any of us do it well if you work in sport, but I don't I don't really have any massive tips because A, I fail at it sometimes, like yesterday. But I think you just like so... And I try to think back. It's probably a different topic, but I think back to when I had a job that I wasn't invested in. So you do... It is sort of a positive thing that you do feel like being a part of it. But honestly, it's just the old um, probably being present and trying to be invested in what you're doing um, outside of work. So for me, I find it very hard to put all the screens away and then say if I feel like just watching a TV show or even if I'm not really watching a TV show, but just put your sole concentration on whatever's in front of you and that might be nothing. So the ability to do nothing is probably the biggest thing for me. Um Apart from that, the typical just put the phone away. It's bloody hard. I, <laughs> I'm not good at it sometimes, but yeah. um, laptop, phone, put it away, do something weird, do something like that you not don't normally do. I think that's that's a very good point, and I also think um, and let me know your thoughts. But it's twofold, right? Like we watch a lot of sport, and sport is a passion as well, right? So when you're watching sport and you see something you like, the first thing you want to do is like think about how you can relate that to your work. So in that sense, it's hard to switch off. Like it might be sending an idea through, or it might be something that you, you see another team do that. Yeah. You want to talk to someone about at work. So it's it's hard in that sense to switch off completely. Um, And the, I think the other thing is like, cause we're also, we're all friends. Like I know that sounds a bit thing, but, we probably talk to each other more often because we're like we're close as friends and this is everyone in our team. So mm. it might not seem like, and I think that makes it hard to switch off as well because it's so quick to switch from friend to work to friend to work to friend to work. Um, but I think it's good point. I think it's, 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 it is very hard and I think it's um, getting worse. Um We interrupt this bumbling idiot to remind you that the views expressed in the show are by no means the views of the Carlton Football Club. They're not that stupid. Please take everything that is said as the views of the two hosts of this show, Barks and Julian. Thank you. There's a lot more (laughs) demand. (laughs) There's a lot more demand on um, digital teams and the the staff to from a from a game coverage point of view. Um, from a commercial partnerships point of view, from a, a consumer marketing point of view um, throughout the year. Like we, we find ourselves doing more and more for every single department and we're probably one of the luckier teams at Carlton. Like we're, we're quite well resourced, but that doesn't mean that we're still well equipped to, to do everything that's out yeah. there and be able to switch off because there's nights where you work till 11, get up, have a meeting at 8, have to be switched on through the day and just the nature of the new cycle means you are naturally switched on a little bit more um, and weekend work as well. Um, and again, this is my opinion, but I believe that while it's good from a, a like a con- continuation point of view with the AFLW shifting to, um, to, to from December rather, sorry, like starting a little bit earlier, mm. um, 
I fear for what that's going to mean for the ability to switch off because normally there's a little bit of a time after the end of one season to to go to the next. Um, but yeah, I think like digital burnout is a it's a real thing and it's going to potentially get worse. So sorry, Tim, there's not a real answer in how you switch off. I think Barks is right. Like you've just got to find something that's not sport related and not in front of a screen because it's too easy yeah. once you are in front of the screen to to sit back down and and get into a frame of work um but yeah oh, sorry that, that kind of brought the I mood down I, a little bit but it's probably the reality <laughs> of it I, I think um a big part of that don't know what you think is a big element of that is um trust yeah so i think you need to somehow uh, convince yourself that shit will get worked out at work when you take time off yeah um, and it's probably not something we all do, but do you, quick one, do mm. you turn notifications off when you take time off? Um, well, I, this is the other thing. I'm not very good at taking time you off. You don't take time yeah. off. <laughs> um, but there, yeah, there are days where I do and I, I normally preface it on the day off just saying, if anything absolutely urgent happens, message me, don't teams me because I haven't got my, my phone on like yeah whatever or i'm doing because that feels so that feels so good when you do i don't do it enough i think i've done it probably like mm. two days maximum but i remember one day i did it and by the end of the day or the next day that i logged on or whatever turn it back on it felt so refreshing good, like you actually yeah. just put yourself first i yeah. think um, one thing that you can do is if you you do want to switch off probably it's just being organized like and it's something i'm not great at but knowing that you've got um you've got time off coming up like say barks on friday right like you had the day off and you wanted to switch off completely um you were organized in the sense that you got everything that you need to get done finished for that day and like didn't leave any loose ends anywhere um yeah so you could you could wake up on friday and feel like okay like i've got the day i've i know i've done everything i need to do people at work have what they need to get what they need to get done today and if anything happens, like there's enough people there to kind of sort it out. You're right. That trust bit plays into it as well. Yeah. No, agreed. That makes sense. Um, all right. Next one from Tim. You have a key piece of content. Need to get it out. Need to get as many eyeballs as possible on it. Oh, it's in the post-game environment. Um, where are you posting it? Um, and does it change if it's midweek rather than post-game? It's probably more one for you, Julian. Mm, this is a good question. Um, I'm going to say that like, Post game, it it's very much dependent on the mood. Like, if if people want to consume, um, they'll consume. Let let's say let's say it's a let's take it to the the negative because I feel like in the positive it's easy. You just post wherever and yeah. people are going to consume it. In the negative though, like, I think the number one thing it comes down to is having a clear message when you post it, not necessarily where you post it. Um. So first of all, have that clear message of what you want to communicate towards fans. Maybe do a quick scroll through social, see what see what they're saying and see whether you can tailor the message that picks up something on that before you push it out. And then in terms of like posting after a game, um, normally your eyeballs are on social for about an hour after a game, hour and a half after a game, depending on when you finish. Um, so you have that kind of period where people are just scrolling through their phones, waiting for the next thing to come up, checking the app, all that kind of stuff. So you're pretty well, well-rounded. I'd say like we, if there was a piece of news that we needed to get out, um, we'd probably go at like Facebook, Instagram story, because that's important from a, like a story point of view. Um, and Twitter, um, there'd be my three key ones in the middle of the week. I'd probably change it because like if you're disrupting people's normal flow of what they're um what they're doing, like if they're sitting in their nine to five and it's not on their top of the mind that the club or the team might have some news that they need to get out, that's when you need to be probably a little bit more strategic in how you distribute it. So you go your your key social channels, whatever, but you probably also look at doing an email, um, and a push notification through the app, something that disrupts them and forces them to to come back to wherever it is rather than like just relying on the fact that they might be scrolling through and it'll happen. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. 
does that it's always an interesting one to especially when people's day to day of not deciding where to post stuff but like if you have a real piece of say negative news or you've just lost you have to get something out there is there you don't i don't know you can answer this is there a platform you avoid so is there a, a most negative platform facebook um facebook well it's it's actually hard because facebook and instagram you can at least turn off well i guess you can do this on twitter as well now you can block replies but the hard thing with Twitter is that, uh-huh. like, people can have conversations around a topic, right? And you can't do anything to stop that. Whereas with Facebook and Instagram, at least you can stop people from coming to your page and having that conversation, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, but I wouldn't say you'd avoid any platform. Like, you, we've probably been more tactical in, in some things, like, that we know we're going to get a bad reaction and not putting them up. Like, I hate to say, but we're always so cautious with the way we distribute our aflw content because we know that there's a high risk that um some of the pricks in society will get onto it and just make it intolerable to like moderate and so hard to moderate that it's is it worth it probably not and that's why we also leaned more into the the separate channels but um i wouldn't say you would actively go out and avoid something sometimes you just got to wear it man like it's the news cycle is 24 hours and that's it because people go back to their normal mm. day jobs and they get over it eventually. Yeah. Uh, no, good question, Tim. Just a curious case of Michael Barker on top of that one. <laughs> I didn't see you right into the mailbag, so I don't know if you can ask questions. Well, be a bit snobby to ask, <laughs> ask my own podcast. Um, <laughs> big, I'm going to stick with you, Jules, because yeah. big analytic one. Um, and I don't even know if you have the answer. What do exec care more about when reporting? Numbers slash benchmarks or insights? See, I reckon Tim's trying to do a shifty here and do some like market research for tradable so he can, he can, <laughs> he's shifty That's Tim. True. What are you doing here? Um, <laughs> he's going to go come back and report and he'd be like, oh, guys, have- I know now that you're more this Carlton way. <laughs> yeah. um, now would be another great time for our disclaimer. Yeah, he's, I've got to re-record that so we have it ready to go. But yeah, another disclaimer here. This is obviously my... My experiences is nowhere reflective of the Carlton Football Club or anyone in the AFL, but um, I think it's dependent, right? Um, and and I'll explain why. Like at a high level, numbers. All they care about is seeing growth, numbers, reach, impressions, that kind of stuff. The the stuff that they can sell, um, and that's from a really high level exec because you try and explain to them the nitty gritty and they won't care. However, like, yeah. let's break it down more into different type of exec, right? Like, so RGM, um, GM of comms, probably more interested, as well as being interested in numbers, also interested in insights because insights also dictate, like, the messaging that you might put elsewhere, right? So insights from a perspective of what's the sentiment, who's saying what, what type of things are they talking about? What are they saying about this player? What are they saying about that player? Like, what do they think about this thing that happened last week? So they can better tailor a message. Insights, on the other hand, from a commercial and consumer perspective, they might be looking for trends within our audiences where they're like, what's the age demographic? Where are they located? How many have finished university? How many have a single? How many divorced? Kids? That kind of stuff. Um, so it's a real mixed bag, um, Tim, and I, uh, I hope that helps, but I'm not going to go into what our actual exec reports or KPIs look like. So you can get stuff, man. <laughs> can we, can we please link our spreadsheets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll actually put a copy of our last KPI digital report up in the, um, in the Google sheets. <laughs> if you're looking for it, Tim, you can download it there. Yeah. I'm sure that doesn't cross any sort of line. Gab, don't freak out. It's not actually there. All right, um, Bucks, I think it's about time you answered a question and, and this is probably more relevant okay. to you because you actually attend game days these days. But what is, is your favourite and on the flip side, least favourite things about a game day? Well, we'll go. Fa- I think favourite's pretty easy. It's just probably being in the position, position where not a lot of people get to be it. So I often try to remind myself, even if it might be a bit of... Um, fly on the wall sort of stuff where I'm just literally standing there or sitting there that you just soak in and be like, geez, how, like imagine how many people get to experience this and the answer isn't many. Um, so that's a favourite. Least favourite? Least favourite thing about match day? It's a hard one, Tim. I think, I don't think I really like 
there's not nothing I really dislike. I, 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 if I had to answer one, it'd probably be probably how serious people take it. Like that's not necessarily fans or I'm not saying any coworkers or anything, but like me personally, sport is just sport and it'll always just be sport. So I think when you see some real like aggro people sort of take it to the next level, you just think like, come on, like I, I just can't wrap my head around that. So I think if I had to pick something, it's probably that. Um, I try to always appreciate what we're doing and where we are and in the end it's just a sport game even if we play terribly so that's probably one I think that's a good point and like it's because sport is such a passion for so many people right like and while it's, it is a passion for us you, you also realize that it's not life like there is life without mm. sport so um yeah it's a good call but I think this this do leads you have to I've been there I've been there um I so I went to my f- first game for the year last week with you, Bucks, and I was just standing in the race at the MCG, and for all, all yeah, uh, you're giddy. I was I was so happy. I like you're right. It's that you're in places that people never get to go to, and you get a real like I was standing on the boundary line watching the game, and I just think like this is probably the the peak of my life. I I always think back to that time that <laughs> uh, you and I were in. Um, well, it's now the two times, but the first time we were Perth. in, uh, yeah, Fremantle at um, Optus Stadium for Murph's banana goal, and it's it's pissing down rain, and we're standing on the boundary line at Optus Stadium, and we watched the whole play unfold in front of our eyes and see Murph yeah. kick that goal from like a, a ground level. Um, I think we had was it Maddie Cottrell standing next to us as well? Yeah, and going going, going nuts off. next to um, you. <laughs> So that from like a real nuffy and loving football perspective, the access and the the like sense of community is probably my my favorite thing about a game day. Um, yeah, l- least favorite would just be the hours. Like after a game's finished, the three or four hours Best, afterwards, yeah. yeah, gets a bit tiring. But it is what it is. Um, it is what yeah. it is. That's a fair enough answer. All right, next one Can- is from our friend Edwin. Edwin. Congratulations. I think he uh, reached 500 or 1,000 followers. I don't know. Yeah, some sort of milestone. Congratulations, mate. Getting a bit big big for your boots. Um, I had to laugh at his, I don't know if you saw his follow-up tweet because he, he said something about like um, half of his advice is not to care about followers. And then he just, just loves it, yeah. <laughs> like 500 Good on him though. He's, um, he's slogging away. So if again, we always give him a plug, but... Um, Seriously, if you need some handy social media tips, he is the man. Um, really bite-sized pieces of um, social media updates, tips, tricks, whatever. Um, so here's this good um, good feed off from this. And Barks, I'm going to let you answer this one again Same because way. I feel like you're in it more than I am these days. But what are a few um, tips or tricks on for game day processes that you, others could use? Well, it's probably uh, depending on what you're doing because I can probably only speak from a video perspective, which I can, um, but obviously that might differ for, say, if you're doing social media. Yep. But there's probably a bit of crossover as well. So from a video perspective, processes probably more, I start off probably with a couple of questions of like what is unique about this round or this game? What what are we trying to mm-hmm. get out of it? Um that might not be necessarily footy related, as you know, like we cover multiple aspects like um, sort of partnerships and sort of what goes on in a game day that's not footy. So it's sort of, A, what what is unique about this round? And then if you can sort of compile a list of what you're trying to get out of it. So for me, it's filming. It's are we talking to anyone? Um, once you've compiled that list, get priorities because um, the reality is you're probably not going to be able to do enough. I mean, be able to do all of it, sorry. Um and then also another big point to game day, I think, is also it's not just about uh, that week. It's also about what's coming up. So ask, I always ask myself, like, what what can I film or get from today that's going to be used next week and the week after? That might be a membership push, so, like, crowd vision. Um, again, bits of Carlton, like, are there students from Carlton College of Sport at the game? Um, is there something that we need to do for the launch of the next um, period that they're trying to get students. So like last week, for example, I barely spent probably five minutes in the change rooms. I spent most of the time um, roaming around following out the cotton colleges. 
So a bit of like um, future Um, planning as well while you're at the game, like while you're trying not to be too in the moment of what's going on from a, a, on a sporting perspective, but also thinking, Hey, if we get this, we can use it here, here and here for the next coming weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. Because I think game day is a lot of, um, a lot of like selling points to put in cult, like the, the team you're working for. As for tips, tricks, Probably, like, I don't think I have anything too uh, crazy, but, like, A, be as organised as possible, but B, ironically, don't expect it to go that way and and sort of soak it in because you're not... It can go perfectly, but reality is things are going to get thrown your way and you can't sort of panic if there's a last-minute rush to go film something again or do something that wasn't planned. So write it all out, be organised, know what's going on, but at the same time run with whatever gets thrown in. Um, I don't know if that's anything too revolutionary, but the reality of it. No, that's that's a good point. Like not getting bogged down in minor details when things don't go wrong because you've got to bounce back really quickly and just be able to adapt. Um, yeah. I've got... And they're meant to be fun. They so are supposed to be enjoy. fun because it, it is a great time. Like we said before, one of the best things about working in sport is actually being able to go to sport. So enjoy it because it doesn't last forever. Um, no. I've got two tips or let's call them life hacks. Let's call them sport life hacks. Um, They're only applicable to game day. Wear (laughs) comfortable shoes. It sounds so stupid, but wear comfortable shoes. Because I've tried it in like boots. I've tried it wearing my Doc Martens. And at the end of the day, the most comfortable shoes I've worn have just been runners. Like thongs. (laughs) Barefoot, actually. Mm. Don't bother wearing shoes. <laughs> um, and don't listen to security nah. telling you to put on Yeah, shoes. exactly. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I like that. That's a real, real, a real, real tip. And um, plenty, make sure you know where your charging points are. I think that's the other one. Because if you don't know where your charging yep. point yep. is, it might be in a room, it might be, pardon me, up in the media box, it might be just a random point wherever you are but know where your nearest charging point is because odds are you're going to need to know know where it is what's the wi-fi like what, what, yeah you need exactly always have a, a plan b for when it comes to connectivity and and devices i think that's the other big tip i could have like um another perfect example we we're trying to record something at the game last week um and the memory card wasn't working so this this plays into to your oh, yeah. tip as well as being like nothing ever goes to plan right so we tested the um the recorder the day before, knew it was working, worked out how we we're going to work, make it work. Then I go to turn it on, and it, the the memory card doesn't work, and it turns out that you can only use like a specific size on this thing. Yeah. So not panicking, you run, you know where your spare memory cards are, you know where they're located. You go and grab one, you come back, and if I was even more prepared for that, I would have had a spare memory card in my pocket. Like it's small things like that sure. that you just you start to think of a contingency for everything that could possibly happen and not be like nuts prepared. Like you don't need to carry around 10 different charges, but like yeah. just realize that um, <laughs> stuff does happen. Good... Yeah. No, it's a good point though. Cause another one could just be bring spares, spare yeah. batteries, spare SD cards. You d- yeah, it's true. You don't want to be paranoid. You <laughs> don't need a whole like utility belt running <laughs> yeah. with you, but like, oh. <laughs> Hire a spare <laughs> camera. <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. But bring spares and be organized. Yeah, slash exactly. Probably the one. Yeah. Um, good, good question, Edwin, because that's probably interesting. Well, again, we probably take it for granted, like what we actually go through and what goes through our brains, but that's probably a bit of a bit of an insight. Um, change of pace. Oh, fuck. Quick one from Elise. Elise. When is, Ju- when is Jules going to cut his hair and explain the dedication to grow it? Because that... That came from your mouth. You told me you were going to grow it out. So yep. give the viewers what they want. All right. So um, for anyone watching on our YouTube, my my hair is is out of control at the moment. It's it's not very nice. I've started wearing a headband at work. Um, got some real yeah. some real soccer player vibes going to it. I'm wearing a hat at the moment. Um, because I was wearing a hat this morning and I um I forgot to push my hair back and it it's done that like you know that '90s curtain style. Haircut. I look like a, a real something at a <laughs> two yeah fringes. two fringes. Um, so I I I used to have short hair. Um, 
and had short hair for the longest time. And then during lockdown 1.0 or 2.0, whatever you want to call it, I uh, started to grow it out. Um, and then kind of just kept it in that medium length and then just kept growing it. It's not, it's, I don't think it's super long yet, but I'm now committed because it, no. it's like to the point where if I cut it now, I, I go back to short, but I want to give it a crack and see what it looks like long. Um, the other reason is, and this is no shade if, well, no one in my family listens, but all the men in my family are bald. So I'm the last one with a, a little bit of hair oh, going on. Rub it in their face. So I just want to, just want to ride that wave until it's no longer there. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, Elise. Thanks for the personal question. And as you know, I've been there too, yeah. so I can understand. So the answer to her question is, you know, I'm not sure. really sure. I just, I just want to see, how, see how, how it goes. goes. Like. I don't want to live my life not knowing what it's like to have a, a ponytail. Well, oh, fuck it up. <laughs> See, I asked you that in the office, whether you're going to tie it up, and I actually threatened I, I'd tie it up. But not like, a, like, not like a little pissy man bun. Like I, I think like if I tie it up, it would be substantial. That's incredible insight, and I can't, I can't quite picture it, but uh, a bit of like yeah. a rodeo. We might have, to get, tools, new, we might have to get new mugs if that's the case. True, this would be oh <laughs> <it's> water. <laughs> oh, it's just works keyboard. This would yeah. be outdated. Um all right, good on you. Good on you, Lisa and All right. Um now let's go to the uh I was gonna call him the superior barker, but he's definitely not. You're definitely the better one. Um Darren's got some questions for us. Uh if you don't remember Darren, he was Guest number one on season two, episode one this year, wasn't he, Barks? Your your twin mm. brother. Open it with a big bang. Big bang. Yep. Um, so, Barks, what's one part of your job you dislike? I saw this and I I didn't really have an answer. Um, do, you, do you word it like the, not the fear, but like you know it's, you know, it's a thing that's a focus of burning out. It's like the fear mm. of burning out. Is that an answer? Yeah, like, that's a good you, point. You know that people don't often stay in this, that people don't often stay in these roles for, say, three to five yeah. years is what the impression I've got. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so it's probably just, I don't know if that's a dislike because it's sort of just a note to look after yourself. So it's sort of a bit of a positive spin. I think it is. A, um, I think it's a dislike, the, the rate of, and maybe the demand as well, like that plays into it, like, the demand of the job is, is mm. quite significant. Um, but I, th- I think fear of burnout is, is a good one. The fear of losing appreciation, yes. yeah. maybe, or the fear of losing yeah. enjoyment. Cause like I, right now I want to, I want to say long, very long term, like this is what I want to do, but it's that back of your mind. Like, okay. A lot of yeah. people don't. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. I think that makes sense. What do you want? Uh, uh sometimes the um just the amount of meetings sometimes that 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 grinds yeah Ooh, that's um, there one. are a lot of meetings yeah not that i i hate meetings but some of them are just a bit um pointless i think yeah i think i pointed out to you last week i said um, during lunch jules have you started going a shitload more meetings because i did not notice two years ago that you were never at your desk but it feels like mondays you're not yeah especially. a lot of meetings but um I guess that's how you get things done or at least pretend that you're getting things done. Yeah. It gets people on the same page, which is important for high <laughs> you just, speed. You just draw. Yeah, I do draw through my meetings. You just draw a little But it helps me concentrate because otherwise um, I'd uh, fucking everywhere. Um, yeah. So you, so it's a, like a look away. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, I'm looking at it, but like um, I'm thinking uh, about what other people are talking about, if that makes sense. I just no, it does. It just had, I just had this view of you paying attention to like someone talking about something important, and you're sketching. Yeah, you're sketching down the bottom. <laughs> uh, uh, Darren's got two more. Um, what's an area you've dabbled in, but want to do a whole lot more of? Um, probably not something at work, um, but something I've dabbled in outside, but would love to do a lot of a little bit more in is um the drawing and the character animation. I think that's that could be quite fun. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that that that's probably my answer. I think that's a, a lot of fun. You can have a lot of fun with um, simple animation, and I think there's a there's a place for it um, that hasn't really been tapped into just yet. 
Um, so that'd be that might be mine. What yeah. about yours? I firstly I agree with that on yours because I think um, not to toot your own horn, but even from the first animations you did for us to where you do them now, like well, I look at your old ones and I thought they were spectacular, but now it's like okay, like I can see improvement. Thanks, but <laughs> um, yeah, well you know I'm sure you can too. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be lying to me if you didn't. Um, for uh, mine's easy to photography. I'd like to do more photography. Like I've done a bit of it outside of work and it doesn't have to be inside of work that I want to do more of, but probably as a whole, it's an area that I'd like to do a bit more or dabble in as that. Yeah, as nice. And again, to your credit, you take some ripper photos. So um, I, I, I'm oh, always you. of the impression as well, like you don't always need a photo and a video. You could sometimes do one or the other. Like it doesn't always yeah. need to be a video and it doesn't always need to be a photo. Yeah. And I also think um, it probably a bit of a relation to that is that I think I'd love to be able to like. Do you almost feel like it's old school how certain roles have video and photo? Like, surely you've got to be able to do mm. both now. Like, you think yeah, it's old school as discussion. in like it's it's old school that you're separated, or old school in like um, they expect you to be able to do both? No, no, no. I think I think it's a bit old school of like what's happening at three o'clock today, do we need a photo or video yeah. and it changes which yeah. person you ask. Or it could just be both. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just a good point. Um, Paddy, a, a long-time friend, Paddy, who's um, doing some good work at Collingwood at the moment. Um, make sure you check out their socials. Um, he asked, what is the best stay safe COVID content you've seen? Now, Barks, we've been talking about this one because really struggling to remember um, anything that really sticks out. Um, I know across the AFL there was, I think it was the graphic designer from Hawthorne put together those graphics that were like um, stay home, stay safe, that the whole league posted up at one stage and that, that was yeah. a nice little touch. And I know a lot of like um, clubs have done messages from players, from fans. I want to touch on two things though on this and I, I hope they're, they're related. The best stay safe COVID content, I can't talk to you, but the worst stay safe COVID content. Oh, I like this. Um, do you, oh, I don't know if you remember, but it was just about like when TikTok was kind of getting pretty popular for the AFL um, at the start of COVID. And I mm. believe it was Fox footy that put a request in for all the AFL coaches to like participate in a TikTok dance oh uh, the yeah you mean the ones that yeah. they actually did my god that was cringe <laughs> like no one needs to see david teague doing a dance like i'm sorry that was horrible content i'm going to i don't disagree yes. with you i think it was very cringe but i think that was the point don't you i don't think? know like isn't like they're not going to think they're not going to think this is going to be a spectacular piece of content. Like the whole point is to see the dad, the dad vibe of them, to see a bit of dorkiness and personality. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I didn't, I, just, I don't know. Don't didn't rate it. Didn't rate. Yeah, it. fair enough. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Enough. But apart from that, I'd like to say that um, rather than just purely stay safe, COVID content, I think the whole staying home slash not being able to be at the game or whatever opened up this whole new realm of clubs thinking more intuitively about what kind of content they're putting out. So a couple ones I think we, we can yeah. we can call out like within the AFL in itself is um, clubs doing like a few bit more colouring in competitions, um, skills at home, challenges like fans recreating reactions from TV, that kind of stuff, like taking advantage of the situation that everyone was home. And I think one of the, a couple of the really good ones or one of the best ones was the AFL um, Gamers Network or whatever they called that. Um, yeah. And Cripsy's going to roast me for not knowing the actual name. But I think <laughs> stuff like that where clubs were diversifying what they'd normally offer and looking for different ways to... Um, like, yeah, create content basically into the the realms that 
not their traditional audience were were in. I think that's where I'd say if that's the best COVID content I've seen anyway. Um, and you can always tie a stay yeah. safe message into fucking anything. Um, if we if we look internationally, Benny the Bull's stay safe messages are the best. Like where he's wearing the mask and trying to eat popcorn and like making a little bit of fun about it. I think <laughs> yeah. that's that's gold. But we've spoken about that before. I think. Yeah. No, we would have. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like you touched on the different audiences. I think one thing with the COVID. Again, this isn't answering your question at all, Patty, but it brings up a conversation about uh, the one thing COVID did help with content is like you speak of different audiences, but isn't it funny that because of COVID, the one thing that everybody can relate to and that sport teams thought of is, hey, what's one thing everyone has in common? Yeah. We're all at home. It's so true, yeah. <laughs> Let's make content about it. <laughs> like you don't have to target specific audiences because we're all at home. I'm just trying to think if there's anything. Um, um, I know at um, Carlton we did like, um for the aflw we did like handshakes that weren't um handshakes like the like like touching i think did one and i think it was i can't remember loose and someone else yeah no touching hands or anything like that like like taking the piss out yeah i guess that's yeah that's true yeah sorry patty not a really good answer there but um appreciate the question we'll if i'll tell you what i'll we'll keep an eye out and We'll do a little bit of a. I'll do a trawl back through some of the content I've saved over the last year and see if there's anything. But nothing pops out that was like, "Fuck, that was great." Um, if any of our listeners yeah, have there, anything though, there are good. Know. Yeah, there are a few good funny ones of like taking the piss, like we were saying off air before Jules about the um things that you could normally do about touching people and like contact, but like taking the piss out of whether it be handshakes yeah. or something like that. Um, there were a few good. I can't think of anything specifically, but there were some humorous ones around that. Um, anyway, Jules, I've got a story to tell you about uh, panic. Yeah, here we go. So I'm sick of the lo- one thing lockdown that everyone sort of gets annoyed about is panic buying. And I, I I didn't think I did it. But this morning I went to the shops and I was just walking around and I got to the egg uh... aisle and I took every <laughs> single carton of eggs this morning. And it's for our segment. Egg of the week. Um, that may may not be true, just for the purpose of the well intro. done. You can speed that up, actually. I could do, I could do one of those quick sped up ones. That was a great um, that was a great intro, intro there, Barks. Well done. Thank it's, you. Monotone. It's monotone about tools. time you came to um, the table the with week. a good egg of the week <laughs> intro. Yeah, well, thanks, lockdown. You you brought that on. Um, Go egg on. of the week. Have you? What have you got? What, what have you seen? We've got two weeks. Well, what have I seen? Hey, um, Barks. I really hate to do this to you. Um, but actually, I don't fucking no. to do this, do you? Oh, actually, no. AJ sent this in, didn't he? AJ, our number one listener. Um, yeah. Sorry, Barks. That's going to rough do I, a few feathers. Should I share my screen? Is that is that the the path we're going down? Yeah, of course. Barks has done a really good job of putting together these top five social moments, top five goals, top five celebrations type things from the AFLW season. Um, but one slipped through to the keeper, um, Barks. Do you want to do you want to, <laughs> do you want to let us know what's going on here? So one of the moments was Mua of oh, the Mua Lelawifi. Uh, we used to call him nickname Mua, but so one of them, I don't know what number it was. But one of the top five social moments through the year was there was a sort of a running joke about what weighs more. Um, this is like an Instagram story. Top uh, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers. Um, and I think you, Jules, yeah, actually put, put this together, one this little together, yeah. animation. So anyway, so I gave a title to each of these moments. And for this one, What Weighs More Mua was the title to it. But you got to make sure you like spell simple words <laughs> properly. So I've gone What Weighs More, W-A-Y-S. And the, I don't know how that, uh, how it got through um, me and Marns, who I sent it to. But it looks, it looks, it looks terrible so now bad. that I'm looking at it. But hey, I'll wear it. We, we've got I'll to have it. accountability. It's funny though, because you spelt it correctly on the... Um, the social version it was just the um the web version that you found oh did up. i i'm pretty sure yeah oh, well well just had a bit even of a the greatest there. get uh miss sometimes miss some shots you miss Thanks every shot that. you don't take but i've got a quick one yeah go exactly on. um i've got one i think this was now a week ago and it's probably with a bit of a boss in a way it's more of an egg but um did you see the footy fan eating a whole bag of a uh, box of wheat picks at the footy no, I did not. Did you see this? No. So it's just a, um, someone spotted this guy 
literally demolishing dry wheat picks and he had a full box. I can see you doing this. I can honestly see you doing this. I would, who, have you ever been, isn't that like a challenge, like a, one of those stupid eating challenges of how many dry wheat picks you can eat? Like who eats I don't dry think I've ever eaten a wheat picks in my life. Really? Yeah. I had a phase where it was my breakfast. Even off topic, who gives a shit about what we had for breakfast? <laughs> but what an egg. I don't, I don't understand why you're doing that. How could that taste good? I don't know. I've got one more egg, and it's going to be a, <laughs> okay. um, a controversial one, and we're probably going to fight about it. Um, okay. I want to bring listeners into our world as to what happened last week, Michael. Okay. What happened? So it got to Saturday, right? Oh, are you asking me? No, oh, I'm telling the story. It got to Saturday, and Barks <laughs> and I working together, and I say to him, hey, like, it might have even been Friday, oh, okay. actually. I said to him, hey, man, like, not really sure if we're going to have a whole lot of time for the show this week, like I haven't had a look at a lot of content and he's, we go back and forth and we we decide to talk about it on Saturday and it gets to Saturday and Barks has put up a post on our story and Twitter asking for questions for the mailbag segment. He's like, I guess we'll just do a mailbag episode. I'm like, okay, whatever that, that works with me. We leave, we leave the ground and he, he's like, well, what, what time are we filming tomorrow? And I say, oh, 10 30, like, Let's do it at 10.30 in the morning, whatever, get over and done with. So I um, log in about 10.25, not going to lie, I wasn't running early. Start start doing the, the, the spreadsheet. <laughs> Got up five minutes earlier. I start doing the, the run sheet for it and, um, you know, looking through the questions, seeing what's come up, start putting them in. No, I um, get to 10.32 and I check my phone and there's a message from Pissant Barker. Hey, on the dot of ten thirty, I might add. Just woke it up. <laughs> don't want to. Probably not going to want to do the show today. And I go, Are "You kidding? You kidding, mate? You kidding? You?" And he's like, "Yeah, I had a bit of a sleep in. Oh, I just felt like I really needed one." I'm like, "No issues with you having a sleep in. No issues with that whatsoever. But maybe just set your alarm for ten a.m. <laughs> Message me at ten a.m. and say, "Hey, man." Sorry for the late message. Gonna pull the pin on the show today. Want to sleep in instead? I I think it sounds that much more funny the way <laughs> as you tell it back to me because that sounds very average on my behalf, and I I accepted it. But let me bring you into my head. So I, I apologize. I didn't feel bad. No, about he it, did apologize. I, apologize. I he did apologize. Shit communication and organization. That that's on me. But where my head is at. So. When you, when you have a few weekends around where you're just busy, like you're not doing anything massive, but you just you just want constantly to be constantly on, yeah. You know, yeah, you're just constantly on. And we got home late Saturday night, and in my head it was like, oh, like podcast tomorrow at ten thirty. Like I rarely sleep that late, <laughs> and we we're also fifty fifty about recording it. So I'm like, surely in Jules's head, I'm sure it's the same. I'm sure in his head he's sort of just like, oh yeah, don't care if we record, don't don't care if we don't record. Um. So as we went to bed Saturday night, I'm just thought, you know what? Like I feel pretty run down. We always talk. You got to look after yourself. So you just got to look after yourself. Bit of R and R, rest and recovery. You got to sleep in. So unintentionally slept in till ten thirty. Felt bad. Pulled the plug on the show. <laughs> understood where Jules was coming from, but I still sometimes you just got to. <laughs> I, I don't know. Think put was, yourself first, it, and it was one of those things. In the moment, I was so pissed off at you because I like. I could say, yeah. I was just like, are you kidding? Like, here I am with everything set up, ready to go, laptop plugged in, microphone set, we're ready, and 10.30 pulls the plug. Piss out. Yeah, it's even even funnier that I pulled out a full-on last-minute call out to get as many questions as possible because we weren't going to have a show otherwise, and I went to the effort of putting it together. I'm like, oh, no, fuck it, let's just scrap it. And then you're like, Um, we don't have any questions anyway. I'm like, fucking Tim's asked like 30 questions. Tim just said (laughs) 17. I hadn't seen it. Um, oh, God. Uh, I mean, I did offer to film half an hour yes, later, but right. obviously you had things on and yeah. you wanted your own R&R. So. Exactly. So, look, it it's all fine. worked out for the better. I think sometimes having a bit of a week off doesn't hurt. Like, no one needs to hear from us every week. but um, Exactly. Yeah. That, that just thought there you were a little bit of an egg last week. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a few requests, though, about yeah. um, missing episodes. So I think, I think if anything, it gave us a bit of a lift. Yeah, it did. Absolutely. That's why I did it. Oh, shit. Sorry. There goes my... Um, Picture frame. Crack the shits. 
Right. Um, <laughs> Slam the desk. After we after we have some eggs, so Bucks, it's time to bring up the mood a little bit with a boss. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss, 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 boss. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. Boss of the week. What have you got? Do you want to go first? Right. You want to kick it off? Yep. Yep, I do. Okay. Sure. Quick one. Yep. It was. Um, share my screen. So, New York Knicks, which I feel like we've been on every bloody episode lately, but uh, they're in the middle of playoff series. As we referenced before, the Madison Square Garden is packed and going off. I want to give a shout out to their chance. I don't know if you saw this during the week, but someone printed these out um, and put on every single seat. <laughs> Tonight's so they obviously changed up their chant, or they want to know what every every fan should be chanting. Um, Trey Young is an opposition player, Atlanta Hawks, that was giving them shit in Game One because they lost. No, Knicks lost, Hawks won. Trey, so looking at a piece of paper that's been printed out, put on what I believe is every single seat, or at least a section of the stadium. Tonight's chant is Trey is balding. Um, I just think that's it's that's great so organization. Real. It's even. It's even got a nice little description yeah. under it. So in bold lettering is Trey's balding. Below it is at only 22 years old, Trey's hair is thinning at an alarmingly fast pace and he has a, had a bald spot forming on the crown of his head. This will be a much more effective chance to take advantage of <laughs> home court and throw Trey off his game. <laughs> You're my boss, whoever did that. <laughs> Fuck. That's, that's um, Paul Caruso if he ever comes up against the Knicks. <laughs> like, I know. Shit. I think that's what maybe Trey Young should wear that thick headband. <laughs> maybe. Um, I've got one I wanna bring up. I'm gonna share my screen. Go on. Um so this this is from um Naomi Osaka during the week. Oh yes. Um so Naomi, obviously best one of the best tennis players in the world at the moment. Um she put out this statement on her Instagram. Uh, the other day and it, and it reads like this hey everyone hope you're all doing well i'm writing this to say i'm not going to do any press during roland garris i often felt that people have no regard for athletes mental health and this rings very true whenever i see a press conference or partake in one we are often sat there and asked questions that we've been asked multiple times before uh, asked questions that bring doubt into our minds and i'm just not going to subject myself to people that doubt me da 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 so basically she's saying that I'm sick of media like asking dumb questions and they're getting angry when, you know, they get dumb answers or like not thinking too much about the impact that their questions are having. I think like, again, disclaimer, my view only, lazy journalism has got to be one of my um, biggest pet peeves. I watched a, uh, an interview the other day with Luke Beveridge and Luke Beveridge was ruthless, like the coach of the Western Bulldogs. And it was basically because the journalist had asked him a question about a player coming back um, and Beveridge turned around. And he's like, have you not listened to any one of my press conferences during the week where, you know, I've spoken about this three or four times and the, the journalist was taken aback. And it, I guess it, it would be a shit feeling for the journalist because there is a lot going on in their lives as well. Like they can't be at every press conference. They can't listen to every yeah. single thing, but you think if you were speaking to someone You'd, you'd have like a list of stuff that they've been asked recently and maybe ask them to elaborate on something that they've spoken about previously or, you know, whatnot. And I think journalists are sometimes in this privilege put into this like high level of privilege where because of broadcast deals, excuse me, and the access that that gives to players that they just go ahead and ask questions that like are demeaning or you know, pretty brutal, like sometimes, mm. um, especially to young players and whatnot. And it's like, of course, like as soon as um, someone does something like this, it's going to cause a stir because athletes are obviously going to support it and journalists are going to hate it. And it's a wee really weird relationship because they both need each other more than they realize. Like that's, yeah. that's the end of it. But um, yeah, I thought this was pretty bossy. I think this is good that someone's taking a stand at it. Um, and the other cool thing she did, she included like two little bits of content. One, I think, is Serena or Venus Williams when they were really young having an interview with a, a journalist who is asking about their confidence and why they're so confident. And 
uh, the Williams dad interrupts and like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is a 14 year old girl and you're shutting her down. Like, why are you doing that? Oh, that's good. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, we'll put the links in uh, um, our spreadsheet, but this is kind of a really cool little bit of content. And then the last piece of content that Naomi links to is has got to be my favorite interview ever given. It's Marshawn Lynch from formerly of the Seattle Seahawks um, during their Super Bowl run a couple, maybe five, six years ago. Um, and Marshawn Lynch is notorious for not giving interviews, right? But during the Super Bowl, you actually get fined if you don't give an interview. So he gets up in front of all these journalists, as you can see, like this clip is showing Marshawn Lynch in front of all these journalists, hat on, sunglasses on, backpack on, just like ready to go. He starts the interview by saying, I'm just here so I don't get fined. You can ask me anything you want, but my answer is going to be the same. And people ask him <laughs> questions and he's just like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I think fucking annoying for journalists, but boss, 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 boss. This, this is this is a really interesting relationship between journalists and um, athletes. Like that one right there, Marshawn Lynch reminds me of an NBL coach. Oh, I've gone blank. Like one of the be- best and biggest sort of coaches. Anyway, he did a similar thing when during a playoff thing he just he hated the media i didn't want to give him anything and every question they asked him he said next question yeah and he did that at halftime he did that at post game and it was so annoying to watch but a similar thing um but back on the original back on the original post jules yep it's funny you mention lazy journalism because the first i saw this pop up was on twitter mm. and i don't know who the journalist was but they were quoting it explaining that the reason these basic questions and lazy questions are asked over and over again is because they can't use the ones from previous weeks. Yeah. And that's how I first saw this. And I didn't know that, but um, that's how I first saw this. And I didn't have any strong opinion on it apart from, oh, good on her. But like, as you said, it's been the talk of the town. And, and we could talk on about it for ages, the relationship between But also like why report and, on something that's already been reported on, like find a new story? I know. Um, I don't know. But anyway. I, I, that's a fair boss. I've got one more if we've got quick time. Yes. Is there going to be a real quick one? I'll share my screen again. I've got quick time. It's a program on my computer that most people Yeah, very have. good. Um, this one I saw last night. Um, <laughs> so Christian Welch, um, apologies if I got this wrong, from our friends at the Melbourne Storm. Um, he was videoed carrying this little i think it's a little boy young angus um carrying this little boy who was in a wheelchair up and down the stairs um so he could get closer to his favorite players oh, yeah. so he just it's like yesterday it's a great goal. it's i think this is like so wholesome and just like it's so nice right like number one biggest issue is that the stadium should have wheelchair accessibility but that's that's a player going that's above true. and beyond from what they're supposed to do and like giving that little kid an experience that they're never going to forget. So I think I think like Naomi number two boss Christian in line for boss of the year. Yeah, well done. See, I like I I see this and think yeah, that's superb. But it's fun like looking at it from the other like that's probably just we do say how cool it is, but you'd hope a lot of people would do you this. you would. But I, I think more often than not, there'd be fewer athletes that would, would. do it. So, um, yeah. again, like call out good behavior because it, it needs to be called out. Yeah, that was really cool. Nice bosses, Jules. Thanks, mate. All right. Does that, does that do us? Yeah. Does that do us been, for episode the fuck we're on, 16? We've been talking for nearly two hours. Okay, guys, wrap it up. I enjoyed the mailbag episode. Let us know what you think, listeners, because who gives us stuff if I enjoyed it? <laughs> I, I did it. Yeah, maybe we'll try and do these um, once every couple of months. And if you have any questions, once every going, day, once every day, you reckon? Well, we're in lockdown. In so lockdown, <laughs> should we do a show every day live? Maybe we should do our next episode yeah, live. Wake up next Thursday. <laughs> okay, I mean, no, nah, probably not. live. It would Q&A. be interesting, though. Could do live it. Q- live Q and A could work actually. All right, something to think about. But you have a what are you on to the rest of the day, Jules? Nothing because it's lockdown. Nothing so really. Up. Probably going to do a bit of cleaning, um, cook some dinner, and watch some footy. That's about all I've got planned. What about you? Watch some footy. Watch some footy, mate. Yeah, about the same. Minus cooking. Who's? Yeah. Oh, lasagna tonight. Oh, lasagna. Who's um? Yeah, I'll help with that. Who's playoffs 
tonight? What games are you watching NBA this weekend? Well, it's always morning our time, but uh, Philly and Wizards are tomorrow. And uh, is it Lakers Day? I think it is Lakers Day. I say Lakers Day because I choose to watch that mostly over the others. Lakers Suns game three or four. All right. Now, don't be a coward. So this episode's coming out on Wednesday. We're recording on a Saturday. By Wednesday, who is progressing out of those two teams, out of those four teams, two games? Oh, Lakers and um, Philly. Lakers and Philly. Lock it in. That's- Let's not be silly. Let's not let's be, not silly. be I mean, no, let's not be easy. silly. Lakers and Philly, you reckon you can M and M over here. Well. Next week, arms are I heavy. I didn't even know. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that about does us. Thank you for listening, everyone. We missed you dearly and sincerely, and we are glad to be back. So thank you, Julian. Well done today. You too. We'll uh, see you all next week. Thanks.